It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin! On today's episode, I'll be talking with Brandon Kumarazami, directly from Montreal, Canada. Brandon is the founder of Master Talk, a YouTube channel he started to help the world master the art of public speaking and communication. Brandon helps purpose-driven entrepreneurs achieve their milestones in life and master their message. Well, thank you, Lucy. It's great to be here. Brandon, you coach public speaking, and I believe that you have been helping many people. Public speaking is usually rated as the number one fear amongst people. What is your opinion? I mean, it's definitely a fear. So, I mean, it's you're right to a certain degree, for sure. And how do you convince someone to face their fears? Oh, that's a great question. I, I think the way I think about this, Lucia, is is a question that mm-hmm. I'd love for people to think about. And the question is, how would the world change if you were an exceptional communicator? That is the key. Because if you understand why you're doing it, why, why you're doing the podcast, why you're speaking up on stage, why you share your voice, it's a lot easier for you to push through the fear. Because the fear will always be there. Let's see, I'm not proposing an antidote to it. What I'm proposing is making your message so much more important than your fear, that your fear loses every single time. Yes, you're right. It makes a big difference. And could you share with my listeners one of your techniques when dealing with the fear of public speaking? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely that question, the reflection helps a lot. Another one is just presenting the same thing a hundred times. Like think about mm-hmm. your podcast, Lucia. What episode are you at right now? Uh, you are my third guest. Right, so I'm number three. Yeah. Right, so when you're at number 300, do you think you'll be better at communication or not? No, of course I'll be way better than now. Of course, <laughs> For right? For sure, yeah. Or if you take, right. a, you take a Joe Rogan who's done thousands of episodes, right, he got better over time. So it's the same, it's the same analogy here, right? The way that you get rid of the fear is by presenting one idea a hundred times. Like when I was on my first podcast, I didn't know what I was doing. People mm-hmm. would ask me the same question like you. Hey, Brandon, where does the fear of public speaking come from? And I would go, uh, well, I live in my mm-hmm. mom's basement. I don't really know. But then uh-huh. over time, uh-huh. when you get asked the question 300 times, 400 times, or even just a couple of times, it's much easier for you to give an answer. So that's what I would encourage people to do. 
Yes, uh, it's like playing tennis. Yeah, you you have to be playing every day, like five hours a day and training, training, and then you can get more control of of the ball and the racket and everything. And I remember, Brenda, the first time I had to do an anatomy presentation to around 30 people, which means 60 eyes. <laughs> and oh. I, <laughs> I always say that when people say, oh, there are just 10 people. No, there are 20 eyes <laughs> me. And it's like, That's so scary. <laughs> So I had this presentation to do and I kept postponing it until I couldn't postpone it anymore. Then when I did it, I as nervous as I was when I started, it all worked out in the end. So I had to, in a sense, to rip off the band-aid. As you said, we have to do it. We cannot just be postponing it all the time. So I stumbled upon this quote from Brene Brown, which I think sums this lesson up really well. She said, sometimes the bravest and most important thing you can do is just show up. What do you think? Oh yeah, I, I love that question. And, and you're right, you know, the bravest thing we can do is share our story, but we also need to realize that public speaking is a great thing. You know, we've been taught in life, Lucia, that public speaking is bad, that it's a chore, that it's like mowing the lawn or doing the dishes when public speaking <laughs> is a way to make a difference, mm-hmm. right? It's about sharing an idea that people care about. Like if Brene Brown was a terrible speaker, her message wouldn't be shared as often as it has. Mm-hmm. It's because of communication that she can share her message with millions of people around the world. And that yeah. is the key. That is the key to this, because if you look at yourself and you say, well, if I became 10 times better, how would I show up differently as a podcast host? What information would I get from my guests? It's those questions that allow you to figure out why you even want to get better at communication. Because if you do, not only your life will change and the people around you, whether it's your husband, whether it's your family, but everyone in your life and everyone that you touch lives will be better, too. Yes, I agree 100% with you. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And for example, many people use this quote like, fake it till you make it. So what do you think about it? Yeah, fake it till you make it. I, I think it's nonsense. I don't think it nonsense? works. Okay. I, I, think mm-hmm. a better, I think a better technique that works, actually, fake it till you make it does work, but only for a small percentage of people. Like if you're a professional actor, you're someone who works in theater, you're someone whose job is to play somebody else, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. But if you apply it to most people, most people aren't comfortable playing the roles of others. So what I like to suggest is celebrate the small wins. Mm-hmm. That's a good tip. Yeah, I, w- I would take it. <laughs> yeah, think of it like this, right? Public speaking is like juggling 18 balls at the same time. Ums and ahs, silences, eye contact, voice tonality, pace... You have all these things you got to keep in mind. Whereas my suggestion is focus on one ball at Mm. a time and celebrate that. Yes, and some people do not act naturally when they present and stay stiff, almost like a robot. Why is body language during a presentation so important? 
you know, I actually have a counter perspective to this, Lucia. I actually don't think body language is that important. And mm-hmm. this conversation is a good example. You don't see me, right? No. But but it's the way that I speak that makes you go, oh, he's a good speaker. So, so at least I hope. So I think the key to body language is saving it for last. Mm. Focus mm-hmm. on everything else first. Because most people don't mess up their body language. Most people mm-hmm. are fine with their hands. and That's not the issue. The mm-hmm. issue is let's focus on the techniques around public speaking and then let's focus on, on body language. So in my experience, presenting in a different language can be challenging at first. English is my second or maybe third language. And in the beginning, I was very self-conscious of my accent and mistakes. What advice would you give to non-native speakers to overcome this insecurity? Right. You mean presenting in a second language, right? Yes, presenting in a second language. Yep. That's definitely something I can talk about from experience and I'm happy Mm -hmm. to share. Uh, Since I'm based in Montreal, Lucia, you need to know how to speak French similar to Paris, right, Mm -hmm. in, in France. And so I didn't know how to speak French. So my parents sent me to French school. So I can learn the language, which is very smart. But the issue was every time I presented, I presented in a language I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the language. And that's the, where the struggle came from. That's where the challenge came from. And it was from that that I was able to, um, to do well for myself. So the first thing we need to keep in mind with presenting second language is that it has nothing to do with intelligence. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with it. You know, people come up to you and they go, oh, Brenda, I'm not so confident in English. Uh, I'm not good enough. No, no, no. That's that's not right, right? It's not intelligence. The difference is culture and vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Something you know in Spanish or Portuguese because you've been a part of the culture, you lived in that culture, will not apply in English because you're not familiar with that culture. In the same way, for me, it was really hard to learn a language outside of the three I know because I don't know the culture. Same thing with vocabulary, right? If I know how, if you say a quote in Spanish or Portuguese, you might not know what the quote translates to in English and you're like, what are these words? So here's my three-step framework. If you apply this, you're going to be great. So number one, number one is write out your speech in your native language. You understand the culture, you understand the vocabulary, Write it in the language you actually know, like the first language. Mm-hmm. Then part two, translate that into the language you need to speak it in. So what's your first language, Lucy? Is it Spanish or Portuguese or is it something it's else? Portuguese. It's Portuguese. Portuguese. Okay, awesome. So let's say in your case, you would write your, your script in Portuguese and then you would translate it in English. And then the third part is what I call a vocabulary test. Practice your presentation to native speakers of the language. Mm-hmm. So that means you would come up to me because my first language is English and my second one is French. And I would give you examples on how to fix your English presentation so that when you go to your presentation, you rock it. Same thing with me. If I need to present in Portuguese, I would write mine in English first, translate it in Portuguese, and then ask you. Wow, this is an amazing tip. I will start doing this for the podcast from now on. Yeah, there you go. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm not introverted, but many of my friends are. So what can introverts do to improve their presentation skills and enjoy the process? Absolutely. So, yeah. I actually have a whole video on this just on introverts, but I'm happy to share a couple of points. Okay. What people don't understand about introverts is that there's so many introverts who are, a bunch, are incredible speakers, like incredible speakers. We're talking world class. Brene Brown is one of them. Mm-hmm. Simon Sinek is another one. John A. Maxwell. Like all these people are the top speakers in the world. They're all introverts. Right? So that's the first thing we need to understand is introverts are great speakers. What people need to understand is why. Why are they great speakers? And the answer is, introverts are great speakers for many reasons. One, they're much better listeners. Since they speak less on average, they listen more. So it's easier for them to tailor a presentation. Whereas somebody like me who likes to talk a lot, that's why I like guesting on podcasts, it's hard for me mm-hmm. to listen. That's mm-hmm. one. Two, introverts are much better at pauses and silences. Silences in pausing to emphasize specific points of your message is a lot easier if you're an introvert. Because if you're an introvert, you spend more time in silence, so it's easier for you to let the room breathe. Whereas when you're an extrovert, like me, and you like talking all the time, if there's a pause, you start to freak out. You're like, uh, uh, oh, yeah, Lucia, uh, let me t- add on to this. And then it gets, you, you fill up the space. Mm-hmm. Fill up the space. Yeah, you're right. right. Yeah. So that's why it took me years to master pauses, whereas the introverts I coach takes them a couple of days and they understand it. It's very fast. And then the last advantage is polarization. Think of a Gary Vaynerchuk versus a Seth Godin. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Gary V is the type of speaker, and that's what extrovert speakers do. You either like them or you don't. There's no middle ground. You either really, really like them, like me. I'm a huge fan of his. Mm-hmm. Or... You really, really hate him, right? But with Seth Godin or Brene Brown or Susan Cain or any of the other introverted speakers, nobody says, I hate Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. Nobody says, I hate Brene Brown. Nobody says, I hate Susan Cain. Because introverted speakers are a lot less polarizing. They appeal to a larger group of people. So notice all of these advantages. That's the point of driving. It's not about whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, but are you willing to learn from the other? Are you mm-hmm. willing to understand your strengths? And it's from that understanding that you master public speaking. That was a great answer. Uh, what are some tips to give a great elevator pitch? The key, and it's simple, 
because I know we got a lot of tips here, so I hope somebody implements this advice. Yeah. The, the key is simple. You, you got to write the same thing over and over again. Like for me, the key to my elevator pitch was I wrote it the first time it sucked. Mm-hmm. Wrote it the fifth time it sucked. Wrote it the 10th time it sucked. And then the 20th time it, it sounded to sound better. Right. So that's the key. You want to write the same elevator pitch and, and get feedback from people. So my advice is write it out the first time. Take a phone. Mm-hmm. Do a video on it and send it to 20 people and ask them what they think. Mm, I agree. It's good. Uh, like friends are for these things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It's a good tip. What advice would you give someone who has to give an important presentation, but his mind is distracted by other problems? Oh, that's a fascinating one. I think the way I think about it is it always goes back to what's more important. So there's many times I've been distracted, whether it's in this conversation or just in life. I'm always distracted all the time. But what I always think about is the person that I want to help, the person I want to serve, the person I want to change. If you focus on that person, you'll always be successful. And if you know that person, you have dinner with that person, you get to know them, you understand what their belief systems are, what they do, what they care about, who they aspire to be. These are the questions that allow you to stay focused for that person. So look at you, Lucia, as an example. You're someone who wants to bring these tips to your community, whether it's in Spain or Dubai mm-hmm. or the places you've been. So if I don't show up with my full energy, if I get distracted, you won't be able to do that. So I need to do it because your audience needs this message. Mm-hmm. Right. So so that's how you get rid of distraction. It's by focusing. Yeah, we have to try to not think about our problems. We have to leave them outside and try, try to focus. Sometimes it's difficult, but we have to. Yeah. You have a YouTube channel called Master Talk. Congratulations. You have over 6,000 subscribers. And the channel is still only two years old. Would you say it's easy to build a following on social media? Oh, not really. It's really no. difficult. I think for me, the key that people need to understand, Lucia, is if you want a thousand followers, you need to have a thousand conversations. Mm-hmm. And that's important. If you're not willing to talk to a thousand people, you won't have a thousand followers in a meaningful way. So that's why my philosophy has always been get on podcasts, have conversations so you can make your podcast better, you can make your content better for the people that could watch anything but decide to watch you. And that's an important responsibility, right? So when you understand that, it's going to be like, okay, I have public speaking videos because it solves a problem for somebody. And it turns out that it's solving that problem for a lot of people. That's why I think I've gotten the success I have. But if you're always focused on your audience, you're always talking to them, getting to know them. That is how you you break through and you make an impact. Yeah, I've been watching your videos and it's helping me a lot. Too kind. And where can we find you? Yeah, for sure. What I would encourage people to do is check out the YouTube channel. It's Master Talk in one word. I give 99% of my content away for free. So feel free to just check that out and, and enjoy. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, all that stuff, all my handles are there. Thank you, Brandon, for your participation, and I wish you success. Of course, you too, Lucy. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, 
be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.